Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Grave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. First of all, I want to give thanks to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here. And also want to thank God for those of you that were struggling with me that you're, that you're here. And I was just thinking about this because I thought about, you know, I didn't, I was so out of it, I didn't know Jan had passed, you know. And uh, the thought just came to me, whether we live or die, we win. I'm going to say that again. Some of you didn't get it. Whether we live or whether we die, we win. Paul said, I am in a straight between the two. To uh, stay here is better for you, but to go is far better for me. I like what he said, far better. Hallelujah. You know, uh, I don't, don't tell Melody this, but uh, when, I was, uh, when I was in the hospital with the pericarditis and the doctor said, his heart could explode at any time. And I just thought, who cares, man? I, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm just excited. And another thing, I want to thank you for your prayers. Because I know that those prayers uh, help me to get through. And some of you say, well, you know, I don't know how to pray. And I'm not, uh, you know, I don't know if I have the faith. Uh, one of the humorous stories of the, of the Bible is in Acts is in Acts when uh, James was killed, the, the apostle James was killed, and it, uh, it gave credibility, it gave uh, favor to Herod, so he arrested Peter, and he was going to kill him. But he had him in jail, and the church got together and started praying. And so anyway, in the middle of the night, an angel comes and takes Peter... Uh, takes off the chains, tells him to get dressed, walks him outside, and Peter thinks he's having a vision. And all of a sudden, when he gets outside, the angel disappears, and he realizes, hey, that wasn't a vision, that was real. You know, how many of you know we're a little slow sometimes to pick up on what God's doing? So Peter goes over to uh, the, the, the house, I believe it was Mark's mother, um, and uh, knocks on the door. So Rhoda, the, uh, one, one of the girls, comes and says, well, who is it? It's Peter. She gets so excited, and she goes back in, and she tells the church, Peter's outside. And they, call her, they tell her she's crazy. They said, it's just a ghost. It's his spirit, you know. So how much faith was in that prayer? <laughs> you got a whole... You got a whole church praying for Peter's deliverance, and when he shows up at the door, they don't believe it. 
So whether you believe or not, pray. Pray your desire. Pray, you know, pray your, you know, God, God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. Of course, we know that, you know, those desires need to line up with, with the word. So I thank, uh, I thank all of you who prayed because I, I really felt the strength of those prayers. And um, I thank those who, uh, who helped us out. You know, um, I, couldn't, I, felt, I couldn't breathe enough, so I fell on the floor. And, uh, man, I just needed help. And I thank, uh, I thank all of you that helped us. So anyway... Praise the Lord. You know, uh, I was uh, watching Katie preach on Sunday, and man, I thought, man, that was good. I just want, I thought, I'll just add on to that, you know. Then Marcus uh, preached last week. Oh, that was good. I'll just add on to that, you know. Uh, you know, people give, uh, people give prophetic words, and then I have these all these scriptural references to to back up everything. So I don't know why I do that. But anyway, uh, this is kind of a tag to what uh, Marcus was preaching. And um, the title of the message would be, um, oh, I better look. Uh, praise the Lord. I know what it is. It's, it's on page one. Was tribulation or trouble God's original plan? Praise the Lord. You know, whatever you believe, uh, you were, whatever you believe now, a lot of times is patterned after what you were taught uh, years ago. Uh, I know it took me, it took me a long time just to change my way of thinking. So anyway, I want to get to the scripture right away. I want to, first of all, go to uh, Romans chapter 12. And I also want to say this before I get started. You know, we believe in reading the word. We believe in confessing the word. We believe in prayer. But it's not the mechanics of it that's going to get you the benefit of what you're after. The benefit of what you're after is present in the of being in the presence of God. Yes, yes. Is being able to be in his presence, being able to hear his voice, being able to being able for him to touch me. I remember a, a song years ago um, the song goes, and a lot of you remember, he touched me, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. <clears throat> Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. It is that is what we are seeking. We're not seeking to get 15 minutes in. We're not seeking to get our... Our chapter and our two chapters. If that's where you're at, don't quit. We start out with duty. We move to discipline. 
Then eventually we get to delight. It is a delight to be in his word. You know, I used to think, uh, I used to think, you know, God was kind of bad. He was bad in the Old Testament. And killing, killing people and, you know, beating up on his kids. And until I started reading the Bible on a consistent basis. And God, even when he's in his judgment telling them what's going to happen if they don't repent, he says, but if you do repent, this is what I'm going to do. And it's just, he can't wait. He can't wait to tell him how he's going to bless them. You know, even if they don't repent, they're going to go into captivity. They're going to lose everything they have, but they're going to change their hearts and they're going to come back to him. And God says, this is what I have in store for you. I don't care where, uh, I don't care what you, where you've been, what you've gone through, what you're going through now. God has something better for you. And even if you're in a good place and even if you're being blessed We say, uh, bless your socks off. If you're being blessed to that point, God's got something better for you. Thank you, Lord. But here in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Part of being a Christian is not just doing doing the do's and the don'ts and, and uh, doing the prayer and doing the reading of the Bible. and It is to present ourselves to God. It is to give our hearts. It's the, you know, some people say, I gave my heart to Jesus. Well, you know what? You better give your body to Jesus. You better give your mind to Jesus because your mind's in the wrong place. Your mind needs to get out of the gutter. He saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. Come on. Hallelujah, because I've been in the gutter. Hallelujah. That's why they say amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I remember there was a period of time where, uh, you know, we got into the grace thing and People say, well, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't call ourselves wretches. Well, if you was, you was. <laughs> and if you is, you is. Yeah. But he can change all that. God loves you enough to save you where you're at, but he loves you enough to not leave you where you are. Hallelujah. He's able to change. Hallelujah. You know, some people, some of us, we grade sin. Well, your sin's worse than mine, but we grade sin. And so we want to judge people on, on that account. But the reality is, is sin is sin. Uh, in, In James, he says, if you break one of the law, you've broken the whole thing. Let's read the Bible. So he says to present your body, present your body. You know, your body just doesn't do things just because it wants to. Your body follows your mind. 
Your mind tells your body what to do. That's why he put this next verse in here. He says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, I used to think there was three wills of God, good, acceptable, and perfect. But it's all one. God's will is good, it's perfect, and it's acceptable. And so as we, as we yield our, as we, tra- as we allow God to transform our mind, how many of you were, How many of you, when you got saved, you know, you were doing things and uh, God, after some period of time, told you, hey, you need to set that aside. You know, God didn't, God just didn't rotor-rooter you when you get saved. What are are they, well, anyway, I won't go there. Why do they rotor-rooter? Anyway. He didn't rotor-rooter you the first day. No, but he comes along and he says, you know, you've grown a little bit here. I think we need to stop this. You've grown a little bit. I think you need to stop. I think you need to change. Well, the Bible says that the Bible says that the, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Well, the liberty is to get you free from the things that are blocking you and hindering you and the old past so that you can walk in total freedom in Christ. You can be, uh, you can be in jail. I, I remember I was in jail one time. <laughs> I was uh, in, living in Missouri. <clears throat> but anyway... And I was laying there on a solid slab. There was no mattress. And I was hearing all these drunks in these different. How many of you, this is the first time? Or you just forgot it? But anyway. But I was laying there, and you know what? The Spirit of the Lord came and visited me. And the peace of God that passes all in, it wasn't a felony, by the way. It was a misdemeanor. Thank you, Jesus. No, it was a mass murder. No. Anyway, Charles Manson. No. So anyway, I'm laying there, and the Spirit of God just just moves on me, and I feel his peace, and I feel his presence. And this is even before I, I'm really into that sort of thing. But I know what it is. I mean, I, you know, I'm saved. And I feel his presence. I feel that peace. And you know, they came and they unlocked the door. But you know, I had to get up. And I had to walk. I had to take steps to get out of that jail cell. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit has come. Well, God has unlocked the door. And it's now it's our turn to get up and walk out of the cell. And he says, be not, he says, present your bodies and present your minds. Change your mind so that you can walk out of that cell. 
How, ma how many of you have heard of a re repeat offender? Those are people that change their mind and they go back walking in the cell. God doesn't close the cell door, but because we haven't changed our mind, we haven't renewed our mind, we turn around and we go back to the previous. We go back to the previous. And God says, well, it's time to give that up. This isn't what I'm supposed to be preaching. <laughs> be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I'm, I wanted to share with you, was tribulation and trouble God's original plan? And so... You know, you say, well, you know, I've learned so much in tribulation. I've learned so much. Well, God doesn't waste anything. You know, how many of you have been, uh, how many of you have been driving too fast? You drive too fast and you, and you lose control. You say, wow, look at what God did. No, God didn't put God didn't uh, put lead in your foot. <laughs> that came from choices. Do you know a lot of our trouble comes from choices, and not just our choices. A lot of our problems come from other people's choices. I won't get real political because my family don't like me to do that. But you know. Uh, it's not my choice that the government's doing some of the things it's doing. But it causes you trouble. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, that's enough of that. But choices sometimes open the door. What is God's original plan? Well, we see in Genesis, Genesis is God's original plan up until chapter 3. Just think, how many, how many chapters in the Bible? And it only takes us three chapters to get in trouble. <laughs> it only takes three chapters to lose everything. Man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been nice to go six chapters? Maybe a whole book. But it didn't go a whole book. And some of you say, oh, that Adam and Eve. No, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't point the finger at them because you would have done the same thing. The enemy always wants you to go after things that God doesn't want you to have. And God tells you not to partake of the stuff that will kill you. He only, he only says... He, he want, because why? Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So, well, anyway, let's look at verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. What is man supposed to have? Dominion. It says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and all the earth, and over every creeping thing. That's, that's where the devil comes in. He's the creep. Over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. It, uh, 
In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them, and God said, and God said, see, I've given you every herb. No, that's not, it didn't say that. It says, uh, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Subdue it. The, the earth is not supposed to subdue you. How many of you have ever been subdued by wheat? Alcohol. Where'd they get alcohol from? Wheat. I don't know what they call it, but a lot of people used to get subdued by a weed. Mary Juana or something like that. It's just a lot of... But God says, you're not, he says, you are to subdue it. And sometimes, uh, I remember there was, uh, I'm going to remember so much, I'm going to be able to preach this the next time. (laughs) But anyway, it goes along. There was this, uh, we weren't the pastors at the time. I think I was an associate pastor. We were in this church, and there was this couple that was living together. And uh, anyway, I was actually holding a Bible study in their home. And they, uh, you know, they, uh, this is pre-even going to church. They got saved. They started coming to church. And uh, I didn't feel the Lord telling me to say anything. And, you know, they were, but they were reading their Bible. Say, reading their Bible. They were reading their Bible, and they came into church one week and said, you know, we believe the Lord spoke to us to get married. We believe the Lord. You know, the Lord can speak to you a lot more when you're reading his word. Because I've heard some people say, the Lord told me this, and I say, that's not in the Bible. That's not in line with the word of truth. So anyway, we see from Genesis 1, it is the will of God for man to have dominion over all the earth and over everything that creeps on the earth. And we see, of course, in Genesis 3 that they failed because Satan was able to get them to think that God was withholding from them. If you believe that God is withholding from you, if you believe that he is withholding your advancement, your happiness, your whatever you think God is withholding from you, then you will be an easy target for the enemy. Of course, he's the one. He's the one that uh, implants those thoughts into our brain. So does God, uh, was, was it God's original plan for trouble? Well, John 10, 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus, the Lord Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Now, we all know that that applies to the spirit man, but it also applies to the soul. I don't believe that God wants us to be depressed. 
As a matter of fact, he says, when you are depressed, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, one of, the, one, of the, one of the men in the men's group said, um, well, will you be able to sing anymore? <clears throat> well, I thought I'd check it out last week. And I asked Joel, was I too loud? And he says, well, you were leading one song. <clears throat> so at least, I, at least I know the, Lord, the devil didn't get that one. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Of course, my, my grandson, he gets angry when I sing secular songs in church. And I said, well, what movies are you watching? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can, we can be legalistic in one area and have a lot of grace in another? Oh, there he is. I didn't know you were back there. I thought you, I thought you went to... Oh. Well, I'm sorry. I would have I said Maxwell said it. But anyway... Oh, uh, no, definitely that. But anyway, so we see the the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Whether we like it or not, our choices open the door or close the door to trouble. Choices. Our choices either open the door or shut the door to trouble. The Bible says in Ephesians 4:26, "Be angry and do not sin." Man, that's a hard. Where's that line at, Mark? Where is that line? Be angry and sin not. He says, "Do not let the sun go down on your wrath." I'll have to admit that I have failed in that one. I have carried stuff. But you know, it's not healthy. It is not healthy. If you want to bring, if you want to bring trouble to your marriage, hold on to it. Hold on to the anger. Not the marriage. <laughs> hold on to the anger. Hold on to the bitterness. Hold on to the thought. Hold on to the offense that you believe that you were wronged. You know, if you really think it through, you might, you might actually see that you had a part in it. Thank you, Jesus. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, the Lord says, you know, uh, you know, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. You know, when Paul wrote that, there wasn't a New Testament. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. So in Deuteronomy, so that must mean the Old Testament's okay. You can read the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 30, 19. God speaks to his people and he says, I call heaven and earth as witness against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. 
Do you know, again, I said our choice is either open the door to the enemy or, or to trouble if you don't want to use the enemy. It either opens the door to trouble or closes the door to trouble. Oh, man, I can't help but tell you this. I don't even know what I'm going to say. You, th- you feel worried about it. I feel worried about it. I remember one time I was feeling pretty cocky. You know, that's a bad, bad position to be in. And I remember it was a snowy day, and there was this, there was these two kids, I mean, but the the other, the, the brother was, you know, had, he was head and shoulder above me, and he said, don't, don't, and we were sledding down the hill. You know, in Missouri, we get, we get ice and snow, and so they didn't take off. The, so we were sledding down the road, and this guy said, don't, uh, don't sled, you know, while we're walking down the road. Well, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Famous last words, because, man, I slid down the hill, I got up, and he started to teach me a lesson (laughs) that my face will never forget. (laughs) It is our own choices. And really, I should have been considerate enough because the sister was having problems. And I should have been considerate enough, but no, I had this thought. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I think that's the same thought the enemy had in heaven. You know, he's, he's supposed to be the lead worshiper of God, but he didn't, he didn't like it that God got all the glory, so he wanted some glory himself, and so he said, I want some of that. I want some of that. Nobody's going to tell me what to do, and he convinced a third of the angels and of course, we know that he was cast out of heaven. But what, let's not lose this thought. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. Do you know you have that same choice every day? Many, many times in a day, you have thoughts. You might be, you might be with uh, the precious one that God's put you with, and nobody's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to tell, she ain't going to talk to me like that. He ain't going to talk to me like that. I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Oh, and I love the rest of this. He says that both you and your descendants may live. I was raised in a home where there was fighting, fighting, fighting. My dad, had, my dad would yell, my mom would give it right back. And, you know, it just kind of, it set the whole house in, in fear and confusion. And what does that do? That affects the descendants. You want peace in your home, not only for the husband and wife, but also for the children. The atmosphere that, that you create, well, God's a, no, you create, you create the atmosphere that is in your home. You create the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering. 
Of course, my one brother said, how long do I have to suffer? But <laughs> so, uh, you have to talk to God about that. I was kind of young at the time. He said that, he, verse 20, he said that you, that you may love the Lord your God. So in other words, your choices determines your love for God. Turn to somebody and say, oh my. That you may love the Lord your God. Your choices determine how much you allow God to love you and how much you allow yourself to love God. That you may obey his voice. Your choices will determine how much you obey God. And that you may cling to him. For he is your life and your length of days. That's why I said in the beginning, it is not just about reading the word, confessing the word in prayer. It is how much we cling to him and that we hear his voice and that we respond to his voice. Man, I'll tell you what, the more we yield, the better it gets. The more we cling, the better it gets. It was the woman with the issue of blood that had to press through the crowd and she clung to the hem of his garment. And when she did that, she received the healing. You might have to press through. You might have to press through the demonic crowd to get to Jesus because you are so tormented by your thoughts, but you press through, you grab him and you cling to him and you will receive the freedom that God ordains for you to have. From the foundation of the world Jesus was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. His, it is his blood that sets us free. Yes. We, overcame, we overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But one of the, one of the words about the blood that we so often forget is that we draw near to God by the blood of Jesus. It is by the blood, it is the blood of Jesus that has opened the door for us to come into his very presence. Thank you, Lord. Let me just give you a couple more scriptures. In Romans chapter 12, verse 5, he says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world. Now, how did sin get in here? Did God just decide to slip it in? Give you a little vaccine of sin. He says, therefore, just as by one man sin entered entered the world and death through sin. How did, how did trouble get here? There was a man and we're not blaming, we're not going to put it all on him because the Bible says all have sinned. Fallen short of the glory of God. And death through sin and death spread to all men because all have sinned. First, uh, first Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 15 verse 22. For as in Adam all die. 
Why? Because he opened the door. The choices they made. They opened the door by choosing not to believe God. They thought they knew better. How many of you have ever thought you knew better than God? <laughs> you know, you won't come out and say it, but I've had God tell me to do something, and I didn't want to do it. What well, do you know that he's got a better idea than you? You know, the advertisement for Ford used to be Ford has a better idea. But I'll tell you what, God has a better idea, and he is not false advertising. Come on. This is farther in my notes, but I can't leave it out. My dad used to listen to country music. And what did I tell you? Your environment, your environment shapes your belief. And I remember a song that used to play over and over and over again. Well, I've got heartache by the number, trouble by the score. Every day you love me less, each day I love you more. <laughs> what do you think a steady diet of that does? Well, I'm so lonesome, I could cry. Is it cry or die? Die? Well, anyway, we're, we're, we're divided on that subject, so let's not stay with it. But a steady diet of that, you know, will create in your mind a... A, um, a dissatisfaction for the one you're living with. Of course, uh, my generation had its songs. I, they sound good, but they're not good. <laughs> if you can't be with the one you love, honey, love the one you're with, love the one you're with. Do, 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 do. <laughs> How much, what kind of a steady diet of that? Well, man, how about a way to be unfaithful? The more you think about that, the more, you know, I don't sound like a bad idea. Must be the Lord. No. No, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our troubles you know, our troubles not are always us because there are troubles that come to us that are beyond our control. But there are troubles that we can control and there are troubles that, we, that are by our choices. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and praise you for the power of the living God. How many of you... How many of you, uh, as you heard, maybe you didn't, wasn't even thinking about it, but how many of you have decided that you have made wrong choices? How many of you look at, I mean, you might even look in the present, not just the past, but you, you could look in the present and say, hey man, I've got a, I'm doing something that's got a door open for the enemy. I need to shut that door. Well, how do I do it? Well, Father, in the name, I, I was just remembering 
Just the other day, something that happened years ago when I was in grade school. I'm not going to tell you that story. (laughs) But years ago in grade school, the Lord brought it to my remembrance, and I thought, well, I've already repented of that. But, you know, if the Lord brings, well, it could have been the devil. Well, you know, I always say if, how many of you know you can't see in between the the stove and the, uh, and the refrigerator. You can't see back there. But you know your broom will still reach back there. It doesn't hurt to sweep the corner even though you can't see the dirt. So I decided, I thought, well, I repented that, but I just went ahead and did it again. Did it again, made it right, made it... Got that peace of God that passes all understanding. Begin to cling to him. You might be here this morning and you might, you know, if if not now, the Holy Spirit can bring to remembrance some choices that you've made or some choices that you where you've opened the door. It's time to shut them. It's time to shut them. It's time to stop blaming God for some, some troubles. How many of you would pray with me? Uh, well, I'm going to ask you all to pray anyway. <laughs> but just pray with me that we shut those doors. Let's all stand. Well, just stay seated. Just stay seated. <laughs> I think, well, we got the healing team, so might as well let them sit. Because I have to tell you to sit down anyway. Well, Father, let's pray this together. Father, we thank you and praise you that you have opened the door for me to have life and life more abundantly through the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I choose today not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I choose to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I choose to give him and confess my sin to him. Got a little quiet there. I'm sorry. I I choose to confess my sin and give them to him. And I receive the washing of the blood of Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to reveal to me choices I've made or choices I'm living now that has opened the door to the enemy, that has opened, that has opened the door to invite trouble. And I choose by the grace of God, God, with the help of the Holy Spirit, Spirit, to repent of that that, and to receive forgiveness, forgiveness, that that door would be closed. closed. And that the Holy Spirit Spirit would take the word of God God and renew my mind. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Do we have a, do you have the ministry team with us today? Thank you, Lord.